Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Good morning, everyone. Hello. Good morning, Ben. Filled with smiles and happy feelings because the summer is finally here and yes. isn't an oppressive, yes. insufferable, inescapable night. I am that actually happy that... Summertime. Happiness. Happiness. I'm actually really happy that it's sunny in the summer. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. But it is causing other issues, isn't Mm. it? Yeah. Like no sleep. Like no sleep. Yeah. But only because I've still got my winter duvet on. Oh, well, that's (laughs) Oh, I don't have a different duvet. I don't have... well, we got a king size bed in the winter, and my boyfriend decided to get like a fifteen tog duvet. So wow. it's like basically sleeping mean? under a mattress. Is that like a big so mattress? thick? Mm, okay. And now we're like, oh man, we need another duvet to sleep under because now it's too hot. Mm. But can't be asked. So I've just been sleeping under a bed sheet. Well, we've been sleeping yeah. under a. Is a tactic. We don't have a. All of our bed sheets are fitted, and it's like, well, I don't want to go under a bed sheet that's got like springy corners so we don't have like oh a, no like i like think she duvet, means a duvet cover, duvet cover well sorry. no but that's what we so that's what we've done instead is uh, uh normally you in think the summer, i was sleeping under a mattress cover a fitted sheet <laughs> so no, like, <laughs> ben has to tuck her in in the corners <laughs> no i'm saying not that but like i used to sometimes in the summer i would sleep under a like a non-fitted sheet you know like just a big traditional square sheet yeah, right, yeah. The worst. you would have like you would put a sheet on the bed and then you'd get another one and you would sleep under that which is basically the same as sleeping under a duvet cover. yeah but in our house we only have fitted sheets that have the springy corners yeah you can't really sleep under that because that's kind of weird mm. to have the springs so yeah we're sleeping under a duvet uh, cover yeah which is what you're doing <laughs> It's too hot, basically. Yeah. That's what we say. It's too hot. But thankfully, the video games have come through uh, with Summer Game Fest week. Obviously, we talked about Summer Game Fest last week, the actual show. But since then, there have been a number of shows that we're going to break down and talk about at the end in the big discussion. Uh, but before we get Spoilers. there... Yeah, big spoiler. You didn't see it in the title <laughs> or the thumbnail. But before we get there, we need to talk about uh, the sponsor of this week's show, which helps us keep all the lights on here, including... Um, Oh, I know where he is. Dead Island to the He spider. appeared during my stream. He <gasps> crawled over the wall towards the streaming setup yeah. and then crawled up the back of the computer mm-hmm. and then disappeared. But he was freaking me out. Uh, he's lucky that he's one of those spindly guys because if he was one of those big, hairy, like, buggers, uh, I would have screamed and left the room. But I just was like, oh, my God, Dead Island 2. And he was just crawling Don't his way along the... Does so it help the that we named setup. him, do you think? Does it make him slightly less scary? Well, yeah. But, so he's migrated from my bathroom into uh, the streaming MB. setup. 
Yeah, envy <laughs> my bathroom. <laughs> Uh, that's good. I'm I'm glad yeah. that we know we know where Dead Island Two the Spider is. Yeah. Where was it? Recently, someone told us maybe it was through a stream donation or in the stream chat um, that they have now taken to naming every spider they see Dead Island, and then an, an extra number the right. spider. So they're up to oh, like Dead Island Eight. Maybe, the it spider. Your stream. maybe it was in my stream this week. I think that's great. There's that there's great. so many Dead Island spiders out mm. there now. Uh, which is quite beautiful in a way. Ashton, I believe you have the very real ad read I do. in front of you. As you may know, June is Pride Month. Pride Month, yes. It is. Happy, Happy Pride, Pride everyone. Happy Pride. Um, and so games that are coming out this month, they're kind of trying to lean into this month, you know, like a bit of rainbow capitalism. Sure, A yeah. little bit of like smack a rainbow on it and it's great. Mm -hmm. um, well, a game's coming out today at time of recording that uh, is... It was kind of just recently announced last week that it was coming out today. Uh, it's a horror game by Bloober Team. You may know them. You know okay, them? Okay, I've got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. uh, and it's like, a, I think it's a remaster. There's a whole bunch of games you can get. Anyway, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Mm -hmm. And so in order to kind of like, you know, sell their game to the gays, um, they've decided to give it a temporary rebrand for this month mm. uh, as it comes out. So they have named it... Um, Layers of, of queer. queer. Yeah, okay. Layers of queer. Um, Can you tell us a bit about the game? Yeah. Have they changed any of the content? So What's instead happening? of the monster like being a monster, um, it doesn't have like kind of a, a black shadow. It's like a rainbow shadow. Oh. And um, instead of like screaming at you, it just says like, it's got like a soundboard of queer phrases. Okay. You know, your Can yas you queens. Right, there's one. Um, your slay. Yeah, that's another um, one. Your okra. That kind of thing. I bet, thing. what was that? Yeah, the that bird one. Noise. The bird yeah. noise. What's <laughs> that one? Noise. I don't know that one. <laughs> no, no, yeah, exactly. It's okay. important. Well, this is why I should play the yeah, game. Exactly. What about um, my new least favorite um, phrase in that sort of world, perhaps of all time? It's giving. No. Oh, you What's hated that, that one the other week. Oh, There's a worse God. one. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's serving C words. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But you huh? say the C words. Yeah. If someone's doing like a great job or, you know, they're absolutely like they're they're slaying or like stunting on these hoes, <laughs> etc. Yeah. You can say that they're serving C-flip. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which, yep. But just, I don't know, it's just quite kind of aggressive. That's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. It's um, normally aimed at drag queens because like if yeah. they're uh, looking like a woman. Right. You may be able to put two and two together mm. there. Okay. Yeah. Wow. What a world. Yeah. Find it, find it a bit much, that one. But don't worry about it, because it's not real. Oh, oh thank God. So, None of those phrases were real. We're well, safe. they are. Yeah. The, phrases, the phrases are real, oh, but okay. uh, the ghost in Layers of Fear is not going to ghost inside be, my fear. Be, be a rainbow yeah. ghost. Mm. But wow. Layers of Fear is coming out today. They announced that last week, and then it's just coming out. Um, apparently at 4 p.m. It's coming out, out of the closet. Yes. It's giving. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> no, I'm not sponsored by them, are we, mm. Ben? We're sponsored by our very real patrons over yeah. at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Where for as little as what, Peter? Uh, $1 per month. Yes, you can submit <laughs> questions to this podcast and slay. Yeah. yeah. Right. You, so are, you can serve you questions. Can serve you questions. can <laughs> serve questions to us. <laughs> Learning a lot today. It started as sort of, an, this is the way I feel like it's probably gone for time immemorial, but it sort of starts as an ironic like, oh, 
what are they talking about? And then it gets to the stage where you're like, oh my God, I am actually just really old, aren't I? Yeah. I just don't understand anymore. <laughs> I, this, this is so new. And I just, apparently this is so established amongst so many people and I've never heard of it before. Mm. Yeah. So old. Um, no, our wonderful patrons. Thank you so much to our patrons over there. We've got loads of other tiers available as well, uh, including Worst Games Ever, two days early. However, it will be three days early <laughs> next episode if you sign up due to a, a yep. slight administrative error on, on our part recently. I'm the administrator. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, weirdest games ever an entire week before everybody else uh, as well as some physical rewards as well t-shirts and other after dark exclusive podcast merch as well. pack after dark podcast which i believe is coming up on episode 50 soon mm. uh, which is very exciting where we talk about pretty much anything you guys want us to talk about that isn't video games um so it's a good one you should check it out patreon.com forward slash team triple jump uh, just like just like bartek kubitsa who says Oh my God, BAP. <laughs> Embracer Group announces restructuring program that will result in layoffs, studio closures, divestments, and game project cancellations slash suspensions. Are you surprised? No. Taken aback? No. Astonished? Mm. You always warned against the greed of corporations, and when the first mention of purchases of this company appeared, you mentioned such a risk. Take care. Not surprised. Bartolom Bartolomeo. Thank you, Bartek. Thank, Thank you, Bartek. Bartek. Have you got a little write-up there, Peter? Because I've got a little write-up here. I haven't, actually. I thought, I mean, a lot of it was in the question, but you're, maybe we should do more context. I can give a little more context. Sure. So this, I, I believe, was from early this week, maybe end of last week. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a write-up from Eurogamer and Tom Phillips. Embracer has announced a comprehensive restructuring program which will result in studio closures, project cancellations, and job losses. The Swedish umbrella company has grown enormously through acquisitions over the past five years and now owns a swathe of studios such as Tomb Raider developer Crystal Dynamics Dynamics, Borderlands maker Gearbox, rights to franchises such as The Lord of the Rings, and an array of other publishers such as PlayOn, Saber, and THQ Nordic. But while amassing its empire, Embracer is yet to see a big return. Last year's big bet, its Saints Row reboot, was a critical and commercial failure, but Ashton Matthews loved it. I did love that game. More recently, I also enjoyed it. More recently, the company suffered a body blow when a major... Un oh, I hit Ooh. my funny bone. You okay? Yeah. When a major unannounced $2 billion deal fell through, prompting its shares to plummet by an eye-watering 40%. Today's reckoning seized to, uh, seeks to make Embracer a leaner, stronger, and a more focused, self-sufficient company. The company's boss, Lars Wingerfors, Ving potentially, no, <laughs> wrote in an open letter published this morning. Uh, the first phase of this plan, which will last until March 2024, targets cost saving across the group and will mean embraces. Are you ready for this? 17,000 employee headcount will be cut. That's a lot of employees. By how much? And on which projects and what studios? It is too early to give an exact forecast on this, Vingafora wrote. Uh, however, Tomb Raider studio Crystal Dynamics has said it is safe. In a statement that, released yeah. via Twitter, it said there will be no impact to our continuing efforts with our partners at the initiative on Perfect Dark or our next. Next Tomb Raider title being developed in collaboration with Amazon Games. Hmm. Not Amazon what, Games. Um, what a flipping surprise. We have been covering the what was initially the the rapid expansion of THQ Nordic, yeah. it felt like, uh, for ages. And then there have been various companies involved that have come and gone. It may have always been known as the Embracer Group, but I feel like it was always THQ Nordic is what we talked about yeah. at the beginning yeah. of Triple yeah. Jump. Uh, what do you think about this, Peter? I think uh, it's pretty clear that if you are an umbrella corporation in the world of video games, it always goes wrong in the end. Sick one. Am I right? Sick one, Peter. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for that. It's a Resident Evil reference. Slay. You missed that. Slay. It's giving. It is giving something. <laughs> um, what is it? We'll find out. I don't know. 
Uh, I think like whenever we cover the the sort of the business and finance uh, side of the video yes. games world, we always sort of like have the little caveat of like this is what we what it looks like to us, the laymen mm. uh, or women uh, or other, but. <laughs> Uh, we always, you know, we say like, but maybe we don't really understand what's going on in there. And maybe like, this is a calculated thing. Um, so as much as we have always said, like, this seems insane that they're just buying all of this stuff and doing can nothing with allowed? it. Can, mm. can this be allowed? And can this be a wise business decision? Uh, I have, there's always been a bit of me that's thought like, yeah, but they must, they must know that mm. like what they're doing is probably okay. They must have some kind of business it's plan. It's all calculated. It's all, yeah, they know what where this is going. Evidently not. They've just like bought loads of stuff and yet for the most part not used a great deal of it to actually make any of their money back. What have they actually released? That's I was about to say that exact thing. We've had same thing. uh flipping Gollum? <laughs> was Gollum them or was that Warner Well, Brothers? they own Lord of the Rings. They do own the they they bought the rights owners for Lord of the Rings. So I, I would think. assume it's them. Or at least they've um, got some kind of licensing. It's got a financial stake in from, it. Yeah. Um they the the remakes of uh Destroy All Humans, which we covered on on here and weren't that fussed by. Did they own Gearbox um, when they released Tiny Tina? Mm, good question. I didn't even know they owned Gearbox. That's... Yeah, they bought Gearbox published. They bought the whole thing. Yeah. They bought the whole thing uh, because they can. Because like, we were literally saying yes, like this week, I was like, we've not heard from Gearbox in a while. What have they been up to? Yeah. And uh, they've that been movie, doing Bracer That Borderlands movie. Yeah, well, was... and has there been a Tomb Raider release under their, like, no. not on their watch? No, there hasn't. Not yet. No, I don't think there's, but... I don't think that, um, Crystal Dynamics have, Dynamics have done anything uh, since then. Uh, they've no. released a remake of a SpongeBob game. Yeah. yeah. They released a brand new SpongeBob game this year. And like, that's kind of it. They've got 17,000 employees. Yeah. Mm. What are they, what are they doing? And what was, what was ever the plan? Mm. Just to own loads of stuff. Because it's only recently that they've bought big developers and publishers to start with they were buying up all these like little studios yeah. and those little studios may well have released games in this time mm, yeah, yeah. citation yeah. needed but as they have gone on to clarify in other statements I think they, they said they need to exploit the Lord of the Rings license as much as possible mm. which obviously is a poor choice of words but makes sense like they got the Lord of the Rings license they want to pump out Lord of the Rings games so they're going to prioritize those over whatever small studio is making Somewhere uh, else. And there's that Moria mm. one coming, isn't there, that we saw a trailer yeah, for? Yeah, the dwarf Dwarfs. one. Don't it's know just, what it's called, but yeah. It's, it was so predictable. Yeah. It, it, it's, it seems like basic business sense that, like, putting aside the idea of kind of um, mega corporations or, or competition, if we just sort of table that, like, basically, I don't mind if someone wants to buy loads and loads of stuff, mm. provided that they then actually do something with it to make that money back mm -hmm. but it kind of bothers me the thought that like someone has just spent loads and loads of cash to say i now own all of this own and then atari. they've suddenly gone oh hang on but i i've spent what did i missed that what did you <laughs> i said say? i own atari yes i own atari indeed uh, but then to suddenly go oh wait that money that i spent buying atari because mm. um, i'm soldier boy um i i need to make it back somehow yeah uh, but now we don't have anything. Well, we, we do have some games in the works, but we've not clearly they've not made enough in the last sort of well, I don't know how long Five they've years, been. Yeah, mm. exactly. To uh, to recoup their feels like a costs. scam, doesn't it? it does. Feel yeah. like a scam. Like, like what was because they were waiting on a two billion dollar investment. It was like well, from who? You, why would you why would you need that? 
when yeah. you've bought all these things that should be generating money for you. Yeah. What are you doing to need $2 billion of it's investment? It's like money laundering. What was, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. weird, this, is this is pure conjecture. We're not suggesting it is for legal, uh, no, for legal reasons. We're not saying that it is this, but it like as as uneducated in the ways of business that we as we are, this seems nuts that like they just bought all this stuff and we're like, well, Guess we're gonna have to sell some of it. So, like, well, wait or close some of it. Why didn't? You, why did you buy it in the first place? Embrace a group gives me the same vibes as like all those American sweet shops you see in. That's in, just in, what I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's a front for it's drugs. It's a front for drugs. Yeah. It's like when the mob <laughs> buy like four laundrettes on the same yeah, street. Yeah. Exactly. But it just it does feel so strange having like seen this long list of studios that are owned by Embrace a group and having absolutely no idea what the hell they're doing. Like yeah. just. Completely. They, we should have looked it up, really, but there was always that quote going around, wasn't there? From it, so I'm so far away from my microphone. Uh, going around from Embracer, like we've got 10 billion games in development. Like there was some ridiculous yeah, number yeah, of they games did they have said a, in like development. It's like we have not seen. Or maybe we have, any of the, or, but we just yeah. don't know that they're because yeah, they own under, everything. Yeah, because, exactly. yeah, they could just have a hand. In, as far as we're aware, it's been SpongeBob and Gollum. Destroy All Humans, and maybe a bit of Gollum. Yeah, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, it's uh, nuts. but the thing about it as well is that a lot of the studios under Embracer Group, they have, you know, th there's games that are being passed around because I'm pretty sure the KOTOR remake was being worked on by one of Embracer Group studios. Is it Aspire? Could well have it been. was Aspire, but I don't, I'm pretty sure one? they're uh, Embracer Group. They were originally working on it. They were a port studio and that's now got passed on to a different port studio. So one would assume that they're owned by a bigger company that's gone, hey, give it to someone else because you're not working on it quick enough. But I've, I worked for one of these studios that were like, oh, good news, everyone. We've been bought by Embracer Group. They're going to like <laughs> help us out with this one. And then suddenly like two years down the line, my whole studio is getting closed down. Mm. Even though we're before this, maybe we were like doing well and we didn't necessarily need this, but it felt like a good boost in funding and everything. I just think it's such a shame that these jobs and these studios are going to disappear potentially. I mean, I already feel like they were kind of all right under the Embracer Group umbrella because most people didn't know if they were or were not owned by Embracer Group, the general public. like I didn't know every studio that's owned by Embracer Group. I couldn't see one and be like, oh, that's an Embracer yeah. Group studio. Mm. Um, but now we're going to see a lot of these smaller studios that potentially could have gone on to continue making g good slash decent games. And they're going to get shut down by Embracer Group because, or they're going to get de-invested in because they just have overstretched with yeah, what they're doing. This is the thing. Like it, it, it's almost, it can almost be a funny situation in the sense of like, what are you doing? You know, what, what is going on in there? Yeah. Uh, you know, Aurora, Aurora Borealis in the exactly, kitchen. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the moment that you actually stop and think, well, no, like, their solution to this isn't simply to be like, oh, well, some of these that we bought, we're going to actually just sell on to someone else and they will continue to exist elsewhere. Mm. That's not, I mean, in it sounds like they're going to sell some stuff, uh, but also some things they're keeping technically and they're just closing it or laying people yeah. off. And that's mm. where it's uh, actually kind of, well, not sinister because that implies that they don't on purpose, but, you know, it's a real shame. And it's... Um, that's you know, where the Vinkler got involved and it's yeah. gone evil. Yes. yes, we at this point we don't know what their what their plan is. As he said, it's too early to say at the moment. Um, and they could go about it in a really humane way, and they tell everyone ages ahead of time, and they mm. give everyone big redundancy packages, or they find a way to keep everybody. They get another investor. It could all work out. The fact that they're in this position at all, though, is the real story. Mm -hmm. That like, yeah, of course, 
Of course they are. Like, it, there was no other way that this seemingly could have got. It just doesn't make any sense. This company comes out of almost nowhere and buys everything yeah. and then has to close stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. I've tried to Google uh, some of the games that Embracer has released. And I, I also was trying to do I that I cannot you were find talking. a definitive list. All I can find is a list of the franchises they currently own. Yeah. Uh, I did find a few headlines, though, in uh, February of this year. Uh, according to VentureBeat, Embracer Group plans to release 94 games in upcoming years. Uh, in November of last year from Push Square, Embracer Group has 234 games planned to launch by March 2026. Uh, February of this year, Games Hub Embracer Group currently has 200 plus games in development, but we don't know what they are. No. And yes. some of these now may never see the light of day because they're going to prioritize Lord of the Rings and they're going to shutter some of these studios. Mm. Uh, they also own a bunch of Square Enix Western studios. Well, yeah, they do, Square yes. sold off a load of their stuff. Yeah, they, and yes. they gave it to Embracer Group. Crystal they do Palmer. own a lot. Like this list of like the things of like what they owned first and now what they own. Like obviously they own Koch. Uh, they own the people that did Goat Sim. They own people that did Little Nightmares. Mm -hmm. They own people that did Metro and Insurgency. They own Gearbox. They own Aspire. I was right with saying they own Aspire. So Goat Sim is one they brought out. Yeah, they oh, own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, they own Asmodi. They know they own so much, man. Like when you look at this list, it just keeps going, and they're like, also, yeah, also Crystal Dynamics, and also Tripwire. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, it's it's terrible, and you know, our hearts go out to people who may or may not be affected. Mm -hmm. I don't know if any news has been passed on to any of the studios yet, but I imagine there's a lot of uncertainty and stress at the moment at a lot of those studios, so we hope you're all doing okay. Mm. Um, and it's, it's horrible to see, but I just I just don't understand. How, how is this allowed? And how could this have been avoided? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because <laughs> what, are they, what are they doing? What are they doing over there? Well, we will keep you posted on that. And of course, just very quickly at the end here, there is uh, another development on the Activision Blizzard acquisition. We're not going to go into too much detail yes. here, mm. uh, but I believe the, uh, the, I can't remember which ag agency in the US now has has sought to block that or, or file some sort of legal block mm. thing. I don't have a story in front of me and I can't remember the specifics, but we are not done hearing about this just yet. No. We don't know what the appeal went like in the in the UK at the moment, but we do know that they're facing more opposition in the US now. So we will see. We'll probably have more about that next, next week. week. It's time now, though, for something brand new. Yeah, mm. because we haven't got to speak about Xbox. We figured like, oh, well, maybe we should put something in to fill it because every week we have to talk about them and this week we're not. Mm. So what do we fill it with? A new segment, of course. Finally, we've got time to talk about it. Yeah. Um, it's time for a segment called What We Playing. Okay. Oh, slay. What We Slay in time. It's oh. time to talk about What We Slay in. <laughs> Peter Austin. What have you been slaying? What have you been slaying? Uh, I have played a single game this week. Um, I have managed to play a couple of hours of uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I It still judders when it does really? the company logos at the beginning, That's which is so very strange. odd. And I have had one crash since last time, but it seems either I was very unlucky with my first session to get the, the two crashes or it has in some way stabilized or I don't I don't know why things are a bit better now but um i have basically played through kind of the first chapter or so i have made it off coruscant and arrived on Co what's it called the second? kobo kobo yes okay which i really like i think i'm really enjoying this game actually mm. um i i like the traversal 
I at the moment I know I'm obviously up against some early game weak enemies, but I like there's a s slightly more of a sense I feel of like being a bit of a badass Jedi and being able to like cut through a, a crowd of like weaker people. Whereas my memories, at least of the first game, even though it's been a little while since I played it, are coming up against individuals and you're armed with a lightsaber and yet it takes quite a while to take them down. Yeah. And I appreciate that like some of them are um, whatever they're called, like inquisitor troopers, like the the ones who, not the actual inquisitors, but the ones with the, ones the purple shock sticks. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that makes sense, I guess, that they've got a weapon that sort of deflects uh, lightsabers and stuff. But, you know, even some of the like more standard stormtroopers would take a bit of a beating. And I kind of thought like, I don't feel as powerful as I should do. Now, I obviously, I want the challenge. I don't want to just be right running through crowds constantly. But, um, you know, I'd rather like, I'd rather have a, a, a huge gang of like basic stormtroopers coming at me than like three or four who were all quite strong. You know, I, I want, still want the challenge, but maybe the challenge by many weak people rather than like a couple of strong ones. And you still have that as well. You know, there's like little mini bosses and stuff. So that's all great. But um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I was surprised that um, although I was very well aware of the Cal customization mm. um, where you can do your, your man bun and stuff, I didn't expect the BD1 customization to be like that because mm. in the previous game, it, it was literally just you could change his skin. Yeah. But, you know, you can do is, is this legs or is that legs? Which legs shall I do? Yeah. And, uh, you know, paint jobs and stuff. So... That's all very nice. I like the way it kind of smacks him when it like yeah, and he sort of through. wiggles yeah. his new legs. Um, so that was a pleasant surprise. And then uh, yeah, I mean I've I've now I've made it onto the second planet and I'm having fun um, interacting with uh, battle droids, mm -hmm. which is uh, I, although they were sort of in the promotional material, I sort of had forgotten that that was happening. And then when I landed, I was like, oh okay, we're 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 with like old separatist tech. So mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm having a good time with it. What does your cal look like? Mm. Uh, my cal at the moment, I've barely, I've barely changed him. I've like got some white, like I've got like a white top on. Mm. Uh, I've not even changed his facial hair. Um, Are you going to shave him back to the baby face cal you love so yeah. much? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I've not really got got into the, the kind of the details of cal. I did spend a long time with my lightsaber though, which mm. is, uh, you know, which was a lot of fun. But um, yeah. I guess I was partly waiting until I get more Cal bits mm -hmm. um, before I start messing around with them. But sure. Yeah, so that's all I've played, but I've had a great time with it. Ashton? I've played two things this week. I finished Dishonored um, nice. at the weekend. Oh, right. Had a lovely time. A Got the good ending. Nice. Yeah. Um, I had a great time and I did I did go into being like, wow, this final mission's really easy. Like, there's like barely anyone around. There's like no one... No one seems to care that I'm here. Um, and then I was like, ah, oh, I got the good ending. I wonder what happens if you don't get the good ending. Mm. And then they were like, yeah, if you get the bad ending, it's all very, like, there's a lot more people around and a lot more, like, there's rats, hazards, loads of rats. Loads of yeah. rats. And also, if you get the really bad ending, Samuel will fire a bullet into the sky to let everyone know that you're coming. And I was like, wow, so I kind of got the good ending. <laughs> yeah. I did, yeah, I had a great time with that game. Um, it's so funny to see how similar it is to things like Deathloop in the sense yeah. that like obviously the abilities are very similar but also some of the like icons are exactly the same 
as mm. like they are and that just made me laugh character design and yeah, stuff. Yes. yeah exactly yeah, it's a cool style i like it yeah. yeah and then i also started on monday um hellblade senua's sacrifice oh, nice. because mm. obviously last week we saw uh, hellblade 2 and i was like man i'm just gonna do it i'm just gonna play it and i've been really enjoying that game uh the sound design is incredible and I completely understand why everyone who plays it is like, this game is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, it really is good. But I'm so stressed. I feel this level of anxiety that I've not had in a while. Because if you die too many times, that's it. End of the game. Like oh. you just die forever. Oh, wow. And you have to start again. Um, and when it told me that, I was like, oh no, I can't do this. I can't commit to this because I'm so bad at blocking and parrying. So I just can't, I can't handle this if you're going to make me fight too many enemies. But to be fair, I've, the only times I feel like I've been cheated a bit is when um, there's like a lock on sometimes with enemies where there's always a lock on. And if there's a few enemies, sometimes it like, you don't get to pick who it's targeting it just starts t- like going between the three and at one point there was like i was just zipping in a circle and she wasn't hitting anyone because she was like i don't know who you want me to hit mm. and then i died um but i'm really enjoying it i think i'm about three quarters of the way through now um and yeah it's just so good mm. i i just think it's it's really brilliant and all the sound design is great and all of the voice acting it's oh I just recommend it to people to play this one. Obviously, it's on like everything now. It's on PlayStation Plus, I think. It's on Xbox Game Pass and I'm playing it on Steam. Um, but yeah, God, what a good game. Is it hmm. serve, serve Up? Was it? What, what do you call it earlier? What's the phrase? Serve C. Not Serve C. There was another one. Not Slay. Not Serve C. Can, it's Giving. Can, it it's Giving. It's Giving. Does it giving. Gi- is it Giving? Yeah, sure. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah. So I know that I'm using that right. Mm-hmm. Also, I've been playing a mobile game. Um, that they showed on Wholesome Games oh, Showcase yeah. okay. called Campfire Cafe, Campfire Cats. What's it called? Campfire Cat Cafe. Oh, um, that does sound it's nice. It's an idle game. And Sounds very wholesome game. It's very nice. Just tapping up my screen, feeding all of the forest animals. It's good. Are you winning? I think so. Cool. Son, are you winning, son? Yes. Slay. What have you been playing, Ben? Uh, I've been playing a few things. I uh, have played more Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, mm-hmm. and I've been getting increasingly frustrated with the missions as they go on because <laughs> they they very much lean into, now here's 40 enemies and no health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Um, and the checkpoints, even though they do let you start from midpoints, they are still mm-hmm. dreadful, uh, even though they've added them in as recently as two years ago i had to do the mission where you escape the military site with the jetpack and i got the jetpack with almost no health at all and that is the checkpoint you then have to fly up shoot a few people and then for about an hour as soon as i poked my head out of the bunker that i was in and had to fly out of the base i got shot from four different directions (laughs) and it took me doing it over and over and over and over again until i finally got out and then i was shot by some auto turret that Mm. had a lock on missile i was like huh that missile's <laughs> coming really fast this way, huh? And then it killed me and I had to do it all over again, uh, which is especially frustrating as when I was sneaking my way through the base, I turned off the turrets and I was oh. still shot by them. Great. Um, I eventually did do it and I'm now back in Los Santos. Um, not Yeah, no, Grove Street. The whole thing is... No, where is it? The whole thing is Los Santos, yeah. isn't it? Uh, I'm back in Grove Street, so I think I am near the end of the game. There's like riots going on and stuff. Right. The riots don't really look that great i don't know if they ever 
did because of the limits of the time, but certainly in this sort of remaster, they're saying, wow, the streets are crazy. And it just, there's just like three people walking up the street. Not even that. (laughs) I've seen like one person throw a punch at another person. It's it's so, it's so tame and they're acting like it's the craziest thing. It's like cyberpunk. A little like, bit, yeah. Oh, it's crazy here. And then there's just like two people. Two people walking down. into a wall. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also his his brother, CJ's brother, Sweet, is like super unfair to him. He's not a nice guy. Mm. Have either of you played? Um, oh, like years ago. Okay. I don't even remember. Well, it's it like really. CJ, CJ got out and he made a success of himself. He's yeah. a, he's like a property owner. He's He's got employees. Admittedly, he achieved that through like unthinkable violence. Yeah. <laughs> but... His brother's like, how dare you leave this horrible neighborhood, man? And CJ's like, damn, I don't think that's fair, but all right. It's like, this sucks. This guy's not very nice you to you. You need to cut this guy out of your you life. You need to cut yeah. this guy out of your life. Uh, but anyway, anyway, you know, I'm not, I'm, I, I am a, a white boy in 2023. So mm. maybe if I was a, if I, if I came from that neighborhood in 1991, <laughs> I would perhaps relate a bit more. Perhaps. But certainly it seems that, these two have a dynamic that isn't very healthy. And I think mm. CJ should just like enjoy the life he's built for himself on all of the bones that he's <laughs> that yeah. he's buried yeah. along the way. Uh, apart from that, I've played loads of Diablo 4 and I'm having a great time. I think it's fantastic. Uh, the story I have barely touched because I've just been doing loads of side stuff and mm-hmm. dungeons and things and getting loads of loot. I'm, I think I'm level 30 now. I've got a barbarian. Um, and... It's just such a nice little addictive loop of getting the loot, going into town, socketing your gems, unsocketing your gems, crafting new gems, going through this ridiculous skill tree. I've got an ultimate now, which is really fun. So every minute I can press R2, which is where I've mapped it to, and like three big ghost warriors come out and smash everything. It's great. I think it's fantastic. Uh, I'll probably pay more attention to what's going on when I actually do more of the story missions. But as it stands... Everyone I meet essentially says, someone's gone missing. The demons are here. You need to kill something or get something. And it's just like, yeah, skip. Fine. I'll go kill everything (laughs) and pick up this item and Mm -hmm. come back. Uh, But I'm still enjoying it. I think it's a very good game to have something on in the background while you're playing. Mm. Uh, And I'm really, really enjoying that. I played some of the demo of Lies of P uh, and some of the demo of Final Fantasy 16, which I did on stream massively underestimated how long those demos were. Mm. I thought, what can they be? Yeah. 15 minutes? No, they're both two hours long. Uh, so I played a little bit of Lies of P. It definitely skews more Bloodborne than Dark Souls, which is sort of what I expected. And it feels a little slower in terms of movement speed, but there's a lot of shared DNA and I really enjoyed it. And I do intend to go back and finish off the demo. Um, one of the highlights from Summer Game Fest for me. And Final Fantasy 16, I watched a lot of cutscene. And then I walked down a hill. The thing that did stick out to me in my very short time with the demo, again, that I will go back to and finish off, is that this is a this is an adult game. Mm. They like they have done away with sort of like the the puppy dog, uh, puppy love cringe love fests in the, in the opening <laughs> ten minutes. Someone jumps into someone else's arm, like straddles them, and then there's like some really sexually suggestive language, uh, wow. like uh, exchanged between the two of them. Right? They they swear at like big swears. Mm. There's there's blood. Well, it is in English. They're all they're all English. Well, so they if they didn't English swear, we'd be like, yeah, it's not even um, accurate. Yeah. It, it just shows like a real. 
I, I've, such a welcome change because one of the things I always loved about Final Fantasy VII is that while there wasn't swearing, there was implied swearing because it's censored, like mm. in the in the text, um, and there was blood. Like it was it was a violent and dark game, and I feel like it's as much as I like Final Fantasy, it's been kind of light for mm. a long time, and this feels like a real grown up Final Fantasy game. I haven't actually you know, played any of it yet because I got didn't get very far in the demo. So I don't know if it's any good. I assume it is. But certainly in terms of its tone, I'm I'm all I'm all for it. Good. Mm. I think that's great. I'm excited. And that's what I've been playing. Mm. Nice. So I've question two now comes from Dan. Hello BAP, first time Patreoning and therefore first time question answer asker. You put answer, but that's all right. Um, in an interview Matt Booty said, gamers and the game industry need to realize that development cycles can take up to six years. Mm. Do you think the game studios should also look to make A or double A games rather than the option be their options being triple A titles or indie games? Um, perhaps around the twenty to forty pound mark, with triple A games releases now being seventy pounds plus. Thanks, tired author Dan. Thank Thanks, you, Dan. Dan, for supporting us. I have a quote from okay. Matt Booty Amazing. from Axios, which is a blog that he did the the like chat with. Yeah. Um, uh, Matt Booty. Xbox Game Studios chief with a fantastic name. Yes, Mr. Booty. Said, I think that the industry and the fans were a little behind the curve on sort of a reset to understand that games aren't two or three years anymore. They're four and five and six. Um, the broader context for his comments with the slowdown of releases that many of Xbox's from many of Xbox's studios, including some fallow periods in recent years and belated game reveals from teams and the company purchased the company purchased five years ago um, there are higher expectations the level of fidelity at the levels of fidelity that we're able to deliver just goes up games continue to be, get more ambitious as an art form is essentially that's what he said um, so yeah he's saying that we need to be patient because games take longer now than they used to yeah yeah what do you think Peter? well I saw a, a really well it wasn't really silly take on this, but I, I, I think it was silly than they realized they were being, where someone said, like, th this is, it was just someone on Twitter saying, like, oh, this is terrible, um, that it it's going to be, you know, years between games that we're going to get. And it's like, well, it is in terms of sequential games in a series, you know, you'll have to wait if, you know, if this is true, which it sort of, I would be inclined to agree with, that you, you're going to wait, have, like, you know, have to wait three or four years for a sequel, perhaps. But it doesn't mean that we're getting fewer games now because if if game studios as a collective are starting work on a new game every like three months or whatever, a game that you would be interested in, then down the line, they're going to be delivered three months apart. I mean, obviously, hypothetically, like we're, we're talking just on, on paper here. So it, it doesn't necessarily mean you're getting fewer games across the industry, provided that studios are continuing to start individual projects more it's just that between games in a series you know the the gap has increased um but i mean i personally i would be more inclined to as dan suggests i would i would prefer to see things paired back slightly i think that some massive triple a blockbusters should continue to exist they have to exist and they are they can be the ones that sell consoles really or particularly allow people to choose which console they want to go down although uh some people would disagree that uh that is the way that it goes um but i personally think that games can be too big nowadays 
And I think you could kill two birds with one stone by saying, hey, this open world game, we're not going to make, like, for example, a thousand planets, or we're not going to make a map that is hundreds of square miles mm. we're going to like make it a bit smaller not put so much uh so many items and side quests in it and then i presume that that would in some way uh reduce the development time that it would take now i guess like you still have the all the kind of the stuff under the hood the kind of technical aspect and maybe that takes a huge proportion of this time either way and so the size of the map is ultimately like semi inconsequential we're not game developers it's very difficult for us to say that like what things could or could not be changed in order to reduce this time and which which of those things that we would like to see i think um, it's just a dial mm. yeah exactly just like just a big dial yeah, yeah, yeah. to turn it down yeah, yeah. it's yeah. pretty simple actually exactly. yeah uh, devs um but uh yeah personally i would quite happily see perhaps a few more games in the sort of double a size and scale that we're used to even if they were coming from big studios and big series um you know you look at something like spider-man miles morales mm -hmm. that was like a really good game uh it came out quicker than you would expect uh, a true sequel to as we can see by the actual spider-man sequel um and i really enjoyed it uh, i guess that very much helped that they literally were able to just sort of copy and paste the world the game world mm. you know they did a lot to change it still but I imagine that helps them with their game world development. Yeah. Um, but uh, that aside, I, I think we can see that, you know, even like something like Uncharted Lost Legacy, I don't think was in like development for as long as Uncharted 4, for example. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think it, it is a nice thing to see. And uh, it can even just sort of supplement a series while you are waiting for perhaps the true AAA sequel. Um, you know, if they're able to also kind of work in parallel and produce a kind of a 0.5 sequel uh, to keep people satiated. I think that's a really good thing to do and potentially would also allow them to uh, lower the price point slightly if development costs are reduced. Mm. I find myself just as excited now about smaller A, double A games and indie titles as I do about the big triple A's that are coming out, sometimes more so. Like I find myself more excited, more like drawn to a lot of the indie games that I we were shown during the last week, more so than a couple of the big, huge releases that are coming out. Um, and I do think that, that maybe as much as this, as like the consumer has not cottoned on to the fact that games take longer, I think that potentially game studios and developers and publishers still think they have to make more and bigger to appease the audience. But I think actually like there's definitely people who do want more and they do want bigger, but there is, I think quite a large player base now for games that are smaller, take less time to complete, aren't as filled with side quests or a thousand planets. I think that's as much of a, a decent sized player base as these triple A's with ginormous maps and, big skill trees and like lots and lots of content are. Um, and I think a lot of the time now, like specifically now, people don't have the attention span mm. for these big AAA games that take hours and hours and hours to finish where they do have one that might take them 10 to 20 hours to do. Um, and I just think that it is, a, I mean, obviously, like we say, we're not experts in game development. We don't know who what's who's making the decision and what's going on there or where the dial is or where the dial is exactly on the big game computer mm -hmm. um but it would be nice to see well i think we do see quite a lot of these 
A's and double A's coming from smaller studios like Focus Entertainment and Annapurna. They put a lot of stuff out that's kind of like yeah. A double A, um, like genre, not genre. What's the worst word I'm looking for? Size, I guess. Mm. Um, and these games do really well. Like Stray, for example, did so well yeah. and was such like a kind of cult not cult classic but you know what i mean like had a big following very quickly not just because of the cat but also because it was a game that isn't too big and people finished and enjoyed in a condensed amount of time and it got just as much attention last year as a lot of these big triple a games from ginormous studios the same with kana that got as much yeah. attention the year before as a lot of the games that came out that same year um so I do. I would like to see more double A's and single A games coming from these big studios. I would like to see them to be a bit cheaper uh, because they're just not affordable. Games are just not affordable at the moment, especially during the Cosy Lives. So <laughs> I was so with you until then. So I would like to see less. I would like to see less, as we say. Less is more. So give me a bit less, if that's all right with you, for less money as well. Thanks so much. <laughs> I think. AAA games from a production, frequency, visual, gameplay, and stability aspect peaked in 2011. Specifically. Specifically 2011, the, the near end point of the PS3 360 generation. Games were being turned around in two years. Mm. Uh, I think they still look great today. Mm -hmm. They they ran largely pretty well and they told a great story and still have diehard fans to this day. Yeah. Now in the world that because he's not wrong, Mr. Booty is not wrong. Games do take years and years yeah. to make. That's it's mm -hmm. just it's it's a fact. That's how it is. But what a bloody risk that is now to spend seven years making the next yeah. Mass Effect and have it be a disastrous buggy mess. Mm. You know, I'm just this is just conjecture based on Andromeda, but still. Like, there's there are track records for these things, or evidence of these things going wrong this way over and over and over again with these with these huge budgets and these huge development cycles. And we have seen them go right as well. Absolutely. But it is more, obviously, you know, things that are bad get talked about more and are more kind of, more of an issue than so things that go right. why don't we, as I've spoken about before, Ashton, why don't we yeah. go back to 2011, not physically, no. right? not literally go back to 2011, yeah. But make games on 2011, like to 2011 standards in terms of their visuals, but using current gen hardware to like make the worlds more densely populated and detailed. Mm -hmm. Like like the flipping uh, Assault on the Oblivion Gate from the end of Oblivion, where it's the, the, the war to end all wars or whatever, and there's six people involved in it. Yeah. And that's it. Because that's all that all the game could handle. Mm -hmm. Why don't we have games look like that? but we can put more things into them. Surely that... I think what you want is avowed. That's what you want. Avowed, yes. I do want avowed. I think uh, you make a very valid point, Peter, about um, Insomniac. I think they are the standard bearers. We've definitely spoken about it before, mm -hmm. that they somehow... I know that they're a bigger studio than a lot of other ones, but it's kind of insane that they did Spider-Man, then Miles Morales, and Ratchet and Clank, and now we've got Spider-Man 2. That's true. In the Ratchet space the same time, yeah. of just a few years. Like, they they really have mastered. And Ratchet and Clank wasn't a huge game either. No. Uh, but it felt great to play. And yeah. it was, like, the perfect duration. And we it looked great as well. And it looked phenomenal. We don't need every game to be massive. 
you're right that some games should be massive. I don't care if I don't hear from Naughty Dog for close to a decade yeah, and then they come yeah. out with something that changes the world. You know, that's fine. Rockstar as well. But yeah, mm -hmm. but when every studio's doing that, of course fans are going to get a little tired of waiting. And then when all these games start coming out and they're all 70 quid, that, that makes it an even harder sell. I don't think games need to be as complicated as they are, not all of them. And you're right, Ashton, as well, that there are a lot of great alternatives now. Unfortunately, I think some of them should be coming out of Embracer, but we we haven't really had those. But mm. that that would they would be perfectly positioned mm. to release a line of not budget games, but like release if you've got three hundred odd games in development, they can't all be seventy quid. Yeah. And they would be a, a great source of those, but we haven't had those. Well it's why it's so nice to see these smaller publishers pu putting all these things out. Like Devolver putting their own, you know, showcase on. They admittedly they only showed like eight games, but of those eight games, most people were interested in all of them. We saw a significant amount of gameplay and these games won't be £70. The same with Annapurna at the end of the month. We're getting a showcase from them, which I'm actually really happy for them and I'm really excited about what they're going to show um, because a lot of the games that they've brought out recently have done really well and have been really good. So it's exciting to see these kind of smaller developers do so well in those gaps between big giant games that are coming out from these big studios. So mm -hmm. it's just nice. It's nice to see that, yeah, do you know keep let them keep doing what they do. Who cares about what they're mm -hmm. doing? Because yeah. yeah. we've got all these other, other studios that are helping us fill the gaps between the 10 years it takes Naughty Dog to make a new game. So, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. It's time. It is. For something a little strange. A little peculiar, perhaps. It's weird news. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. 
Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. If you want to submit some weird video game news to us, you can do so by posting it in reply to the social media post on Twitter and Facebook. It did happen this week. It did. However, if you would like to guarantee a shout out at this point in the podcast, you need to go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, support us at a certain tier and become a podcast producer. Just like G.Y. Goliath. Nicole Hansen. That's me, Duncan Wilson. Katie Garrett or Jared. Gabrielle Philippink. Ellie Nicholas. Nexus Polaris. Meldy Albonet. And Blake Thomas. Thank you, podcast Thank producers. Thank you. Thank you very much, podcast producers. Uh, what weird news you got, Peter Austin? I've got a weird news that was submitted via Facebook from Matthew Wesolowski. Uh, it's according to menshumor.com. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Ben are going to find it oh, funny. Wait. Ashton's going to hate right. it. I'm not going to yeah. understand it. You're not allowed. It. It's, like it's going to go straight over my head. McCoy's. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, consent to cookies. Yeah, sure. This is written by Kamal Bancor, I think. Uh, man accused of using Nintendo Duck Hunt pistol in bizarre store robbery. <laughs> I didn't understand. No. Uh, in a bizarre turn of events, a man has been arrested in connection with an armed robbery at a convenience store in Sharon, South Carolina. The suspect, identified as David Joseph D'Alessandro, 25, allegedly used a Nintendo video game controller to threaten a shop worker into handing over $300. The incident took place at a quick stop a quick stop store on Tuesday evening, May the 30th, 2023. I should say, actually, this was apparently more of a last week news story, yeah. um, but uh, it was submitted this week regardless. The person um, submitted it did reply to our podcast post being like i had weird news but the post didn't go up so they were ready last week Uh, which is fine uh per sky news eyewitnesses reported that the perpetrator entered the store wearing a wig mask and a hoodie sweatshirt that concealed his identity he then demanded cash from cash from the cashier while brandishing what appeared to be a gun in his waistband however upon further investigation by authorities it was discovered that the weapon used was a spray-painted nintendo duck hunt game pistol Duck Hunt is a cl- oh here we go the filler. Duck Hunt is a classic <laughs> shooter game where players aim to hit on-screen moving targets and so on and so forth. Mm. Following the robbery, law enforcement officers from the York County Sheriff's Office quickly responded to the scene. They located Delisandro in a nearby car park with a fake gun in his possession. He was promptly arrested and taken into custody. And Delisandro has been booked into the York County Detention Center, where he awaits further legal proceedings. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. It continues, but it's just sort of saying, this incident highlights the extent to which individuals are willing to go to carry out criminal criminal acts. And mm. while video games are primarily designed for entertainment purposes, oh, instances like this demonstrate the potential for misuse or misrepresentation. I can't believe they're mansplaining even to men. I know. That's Ugh. crazy. Yeah. It's not like worst. any women are going to be reading this, so they don't need to explain it because men are so smart. Yeah. Um, SMRT. Uh, <laughs> and then they've filled the rest of the article with a, a, just a... Re- well, related or unrelated story about a different robbery that happened that was a weird one. Cool. Cool. A thief was found cleaning his own mess after his robbery ended up going viral and giving a small bakery a business boost. Okay. Sick. Cool. That was weird. I have some weird news too. comes from Paul Ansel and Josh Lees. They were different stories, but I'm picking the Kotaku one Um, by Luke Plunkett. And also, it's Kotaku Australia, and it looks so weird compared to the regular... Yeah, look, it's all 
different and rare. Yeah, we've had different Australia ones before. Um, Anyway, BioWare pulls Mass Effect statue after everyone WTFs. Right. Earlier today, BioWare announced a new piece of merch for Mass Effect fans, a statue of Commander Shepard from the opening of Mass Effect 2, where if you need reminding, where if you need reminding, they are found dead and floating in space. Yeah, okay. The statue was accompanied by a slightly odd press release, and the combination of the two has led to a lot of fans spending the day wondering if everything was okay at the BioWare the BioWare gear store. The statue released as part of a range that also features Caden, Thane, and the elusive man was pitched in a press release as a conversation starter and described it as the Mass Effect Shepherd's Death Statue depicts Mass Effect 2 dramatic op- dra- Mass Effect 2's dramatic opening scene. Commander Shepard expelled from a crumbling Normandy and hurtling towards space to her untimely demise. That's a weird thing to capture in a statue. Weirder still when it's pitched when it's pitched that way and you see the sculpture. This is the sculpture. Oh. Just floating dead. What? That's so... What? Yeah, so there isn't... They haven't really explained it in this article, but um, basically people were like, it's a bit uh, weirdly posed and a bit potentially I mean, I, that was the other sexual. thing I thought about. I don't know if... I wasn't sure if it was just me being... I guess, especially for someone who walks in and, and maybe doesn't know about Mass Effect. And they're like, why have you just got like a woman lying on spread, her back? Like spread eagle. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a very odd one. To be clear, nobody is angry at this. It's just weird news. Uh, and so many people thought so... And so many people thought so that having had a day of feedback, Bioware decided to not only pull the press release announcing the statue, but pulled the statue itself from their online store as well. In a statement issued this evening, Bioware says, Hi all, earlier today we announced the sale of our latest Mass Effect Shepard statue. The statue was intended to be part of a series commemorating some of the key and most emotional moments in the series. The way we announced it did not convey that properly, nor does it give the moment in the series, the credit it deserves. As a result, we're pausing the sale of the statue until we can share the larger plan with you. Thanks, Bioware Gear Store. Right. I wonder if someone internally was like, that looks weird. Don't post that. It's like, what do you mean? We've got to post that. Mm. Don't post that. We've got, yeah. to, we've got to. Like, we've, we've made this. Okay, fine. Go on then. And now they've been promoted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. Okay, so can we pull it now? <laughs> there had to have been someone inside who saw that and thought, that's crap, right? Yeah. I mean, it also doesn't look very good. No. Like, mm. it doesn't really make much sense you know, just on its own anyway. But yeah, people, it is a bit weird. Anyway, there you go. Mm. Bioware pulled it almost immediately because people were like, what the hell is that? Mm. Also, it cost 135 euro. No, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, My weird news comes courtesy of Stephen Skodes at SSkodes8 on Twitter. This is an article from Time Extension. It's not. It's not that. Uh, McDonald's just released a Game Boy Color game in 2023. Cool. This was written by Damien McFerrin. No, you're not reading that headline incorrectly. Fast food giant, fast food, fast food giant McDonald's has just released a Game Boy Color game in the year of our Lord 2023. Developed by Cruel Toys, Grimace's Birthday launched yesterday (laughs) via its own website. You can play the game in your browser, but the game itself was built to function on Nintendo's 1998 handheld and the ROM image has been dumped online so you can do just that. The game is a platformer which sees the return of McDonald Land characters Grimace, Birdie the Early Bird, Hamburglar, and the McNugget Buddies, all to mark (laughs) the arrival of the Grimace Birthday Ice Cream Shake product served at US McDonald's restaurants. Was Grimace in the UK? Like, 
I feel at, so at one point I've yes. seen him in he the, the weird been, yeah. playgrounds that still exist in it. Oh, yeah, does yeah, not yeah, really, yeah. it hasn't been a thing for so no. long in, in anywhere. Uh, the game is the work of Grumpy Function, Tom Lockwood, and Parasitic, Brian Taylor, both of whom have worked on modern Game Boy games in the past. You can download the ROM file here. It then talks a little bit about McDonald's past games. But yeah, there's a Game Boy Color game. Um, I've played it mm. and I've made a video about it. It's on the channel right now. You can go and watch it. It's quite the experience. I should have said I'd been playing that and what, what we've been playing, mm. to be honest. I have played Grimace's Birthday. It is quite the experience and uh, I'm going to tell you all about it in the video that is on our YouTube In Review channel. Corner right now. Yeah, here, we go. here we go. But do watch the video, please, and share it around. Uh, very weird. And yes, you can actually just go and download it and play it in an emulator, which mm -hmm. is what I did, or play it in your web browser. So there we are. Weird news. Weird Amazing. news. It's time. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> for the big discussion. Oh. It's big discussion time. Time for the big video game discussion that this week's come see of Cameron Keywood. Hi, Bap. Now that Key 3, is in Keeley 3, very good, mm -hmm. is over for this year, what were your thoughts on each conference that has happened since the last podcast? What games looked promising? What games underwhelmed? And what were your personal top five games shown? Kind regards, Cameron J. Keywood. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you, Cameron. Uh, so there have been a few shows, as we said at the beginning of the episode, since we last spoke. We only covered Summer Game Fest, really last time did we talk about devolver we talked a little bit about devolver yeah. devolver was good fun i watched that what was his name ronathan trodfield ronathan trodfield he's yeah. very good i enjoyed him a lot uh so we're gonna just sort of we're not going into full detail because we'll be here forever uh we're just gonna run briefly through the various showcases in terms of our thoughts uh, and then we will talk about our favorite games and games that we didn't feel like quite delivered peter yeah uh, talk to me about no Ashton. Talk to me about wholesome game show. Yes, I watched this um, the other day. The themes this year were stickers. Oh. There was multiple stickers games. Right, nice. Um, farming and also photography was oh. a big theme mm, this nice. year. Um, I enjoyed it. There's always loads and loads of trailers in wholesome games. They don't talk that much, and um, they were also supporting able gamers, which I think is great. Um, and I have wishlisted on Steam a bunch of the games that they announced. Um, lots of very interesting art styles and uh, games that they've got coming up. So well worth a watch if you're looking for some more PC games to play. I also got stuff. a mobile game from them. A few mobile games, actually, that they you advertised. You had to do a checkup, didn't you, in between uh, I sections? I did, because my tip jar was full. Mm. So, Running yeah. such a good Campfire Cat Cafe? Campfire Cat Cafe, Lovely. yes. Lovely, very yeah. nice. And uh, you watched Future Game Show. I did, yeah. Ashton and I reacted yeah. to Future Game Show. Uh, this was a, a surprisingly fun one. I, yeah. I, I wasn't going in there expecting a great deal. It had Yuri Lowenthal and Laura Bailey mm -hmm. presenting it. Mm -hmm. uh, Yuri Lowenthal making Spider-Man references. Oh, they were both making Spider-Man references. Stop, even though they did not, obviously didn't show any Spider-Man. I saw no. some of it and uh, I, I couldn't tell if I liked or hated their presenting style. Some <laughs> of it seemed cringe and some of it was like, oh no, they've got like charisma and they've mm. got, you know, ca uh, chemistry. But yeah. There was some forced banter, but also as actors, they actually did a pretty yeah, good job. Yeah, it wasn't like forced banter in the way that like sometimes when you get two devs trying to do forced yeah. banter, it was actually like they made it sound like it wasn't too forced. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I really liked the future game show. I I thought it was better than Summer Game Fest in the sense that the games that they showed off were so much more diverse. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel like the way that I felt about Summer Games, which was a bit like, we've paid to be here, um, but all of the games that have paid to be here are games that are very much able to in the sense that they're all yeah. lots very similar, free-to-play, live service games. 
They all were very similar vibes for a lot of Summer Game Fest games. And I felt that Future Games, apart from skipping that one game, um, yes. had a real yeah. diverse set of games that we got to see a lot of, lots of like um, gameplay in there as well, which is always nice to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, in case you, you aren't familiar with what happened, the stream buffered for everyone. Mm. It was on their end. And it was showing a an interesting in, looking dinosaur Instinction? Uh, yeah, Instinction. And then it just cut the end off when it would have told us the name of the game and then it cut back in for the next trailer. The Star so those, Truckers. Those poor the Star yeah, Truckers. I feel bad for them. Those poor developers, they didn't they didn't even get their name out there as mm. they wanted to, mm-hmm. uh, which is a real shame. Uh, Peter, talk to me about Xbox Showcase and Starfield Direct. Hey, in a way, I was kind of impressed by this. It's quite difficult to keep up with um, the rate at which both Sony and Xbox are dropping the ball and then recovering and then dropping the ball and then recovering mm-hmm. in a sort of PR fashion because you know we had the playstation showcase not not long before uh sgf began um you know it was almost kind of like their their summer games fest um thing but it wasn't very impressive i think we sort of agreed mm-hmm. um and then xbox come along having recently you know made a few public mistakes and not not kind of being in the best sort of spotlight and I thought it was a pretty good showcase, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Uh, it was up there with one of the best ones of the week. Um, so we'll get to games later. But, you know, I thought Fable was a really strong opening. Um, and obviously we saw a bit of... That was where we saw Star Wars first, wasn't it? And then Ubisoft yeah. obviously showed mm-hmm. more later on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there were some really nice looking things. And, um, you know, it's it's once again brought the needle back towards maybe I should buy a, a series... S or X, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, it uh, looked good. Yeah, I was really impressed with yeah. Xbox's showcase. It was, I think, as at least as strong as it needed to be after yeah. the stuff that's been going on recently. And Starfield, well and truly, did the job for me. Um, there was a lot of stuff in there that I, I was a bit worried about, like here's all the barren planets with nothing on Mm. and they weren't really showcasing a great deal of personality until I feel like maybe the latter half Mm. when they were like yeah grandma's gonna show up on her ship and she's gonna have like meals for you yeah and And you can steal sandwiches you can steal sandwiches you can go and visit your mum and dad on whatever planet they're on and see them the adoring fan is there the adoring fan is in there you can build ridiculous willy rocket ships or just absurd like Optimus Prime looking things Mm -hmm. it's got that was the stuff I was really hoping to see and they spent a lot of that showcase or that direct not really showing it but then I think the personality came out towards the end and I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it even if it's capped at 30 frames per second at least we know that now and it's not gonna it's not great news obviously but at least we know that now rather than you know going into the game and like Redfall oh by the way it barely runs yeah <laughs> I would say it was maybe a bit long but like you know it it was it was good. What mm. they showed was good. Yeah. I'm going to serve a flip sandwich now in the sense that I thought it was way better than PlayStation. Yeah. I wish we'd seen more gameplay. We've got loads of CG and not many release dates. And also a lot of the games they announced were really interesting and I'm excited to find out more. Mm-hmm. Yes, there were a few that were missing, I think. Uh, Indiana Jones wasn't there. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember. There was, I was reading some article earlier about, uh, I think the Matt Booty thing saying, oh yeah, we haven't, we haven't seen these games for a while. What's going on? Mm. So there's a few things, much like the PlayStation Showcase, where they're just clearly not ready to show them uh, which is a bit of a shame but otherwise yeah really strong I think it was what it needed to be just give me that gameplay just let me know what games play like please is Richard Ayoade really I don't want to get excited until I know that if I'm going to like the game thanks so much thank you thank you so much 
PC gaming show, Ashton. Oh my God. I just want to take a moment to talk about this because I I know that no one else has watched this, mm -hmm. but I, right. There's a guy who hosts it. It's called, I don't know what his real name is, but his gamer tag thing is Day9. He's a he does like a podcast. I don't know. He's okay. he's into games. Um, he hosts it with Frankie, who is kind of a esports host. From the no, Saturday. not from the Saturdays. I, I can't remember what her surname is, but she's she does a lot of esports stuff and a lot of streaming. Anyway, um, they need to stop letting this man host this show. Oh, no. Right, every time I watch PC Gamer, he's always there, and it's just like, oh my god, he doesn't. He's not funny, and the jokes that they make aren't funny. This week, this time, it was all about AI, and they turned Frankie into an AI. Um, who then periodically, like every time they cut back, they do a little a joke and it'd be like, oh, I've made up a game for you. It's about Morris dancers. And then he'd be like, oh, AI is so stupid. And then at one point they're like, he's dressed as like Steve Jobs. Oh, it's just so dumb. And I hated every single second of it. Okay. Like the games were decent. We got I got a lot of interesting games that I've added to my wish list. But can we please stop letting this man host it? Because I had to turn it off halfway through when I was watching it live and then come back another day and skip through it because it's so much guff. They try and do Devolver, but it just never hits because the guy isn't funny. Mm. So can we stop letting this man, if he's going to host it, just let him host it. Don't give him skits and stupid little jokes that he can't pull off. Just, <sighs> my God, like, I don't know who this man is, but he need, they need to stop letting him out of his cage, please. Slaying. No, it's not a slay. Slaying. It's giving dad a barbecue is what it's giving <laughs> from that guy. Was that, anyway, is that your thoughts? That's my thoughts. Okay. Some okay. of the games were decent. I've added them to my wish list on Steam. Um, there's, Looks, a lot there's a lot of, of stuff games we we've before, seen right? before, yeah. yeah. Um, but my God, please stop letting that man host it. Anyway. Next. Do you want to do Xbox Extended? Uh, yeah, sure. I reacted to that um, earlier this week, and uh, that was that was a bit of a slog. Not going to lie, uh, <laughs> that was a hard one to react to. Mainly because there was nothing inherently wrong with the showcase extended itself. It was just that, by its very nature, it was a lot of talking, yeah. and I was sat there going, "Uh huh." Cool. All <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, that's great. Um, they didn't really show much new from the games that they were going into detail about. We talked a little bit more about the Cyberpunk ex expansion. Keanu Reeves was there, but for some reason they talked to Keanu Reeves for about five minutes about his character of Johnny Silverhand, which of course is a character we, we've known about for three years mm -hmm. yeah. because the game's been out for three years. I didn't really feel like they put much focus on the actual DLC. Uh, which was a real shame. They went into detail a little bit, but not quite enough for my liking. It was a bit more along the lines of, hey, we've got Keanu here. Yeah, let's here he get is. him. At the end, the <laughs> lady interviewing him says, uh, I've got a request for you. Like, what would, how would Johnny Silverhand sign off this interview? And uh. he goes, oh. And he just gets up and starts to shake a hand. She's like, oh, really? You, he'd shake my hand? And he goes, you're a good egg. <laughs> and that's how it ends. And it's like, what? I don't know if that's what Johnny Silverhand I don't think Johnny do. Silverhand yeah. would react so respectfully. they were trying to manufacture another Mimi Possibly. Meme moment. Just, just let Keanu be weird. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he was like, he just did not 
feel comfortable. He always scares me. How he should have prepped him with that question ahead of time. Yeah. He clearly was blindsided by it and did not want to act as Johnny Silverhand would. Mm. Um, it was very weird. Uh, and then I think we got the announcement that Phasmophobia is coming to consoles, which is exciting. Uh, they showed some more Hi-Fi Rush stuff, like an update that doesn't add any new story stuff. It's like some challenge modes and some skins and things like that, the, like photo mode tweaks and so on. Uh, it was pretty forgettable, to be honest. Uh, mm. It ended with a kind of uncomfortable three-player co-op session in that 33-player oh, yeah. game that we saw where, where Phil yeah, Spencer was there. 33 Immortals, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. And he was playing that too and it was just, it looked a bit Hades-ish and I think my brain just sort of fell out of my ears and they were <laughs> having some kind of strange scripted banter. I had, it was really hot mm -hmm. and I had started to drink to cope at that point. Right. And uh, I, the latter half of that conference, I can't really remember, but it was fine. <laughs> it was it was a nice supplementary uh thing to go with the original showcase if you wanted some more information about the games that they covered there. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and we also had Ubisoft, um, which I reacted to. And you know what? I, I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was a, a fairly strong showing. I mean, I've, I'm never really going to go in for an Ubisoft tactical shooter. Um, and, you know, we saw a bit of that. I can't so, remember what it's called. X Division. X Division. Yeah, is that X, it? Yeah. X, X Defiant. X Defiant. Uh, yeah. When they were what showing it, I was like, what the hell is X this? X Defiant. Um, so that's, that's not really for me. Avatar, I think, like... I, I think for some reason it's like the franchise specifically that is is sort of turning me off that game or like I don't think it looked very good. On. No, it didn't look graphically that impressive. Uh, I did comment on that at the beginning, um, and then also just specifically because it's Avatar, I'm like, do I care about this? Mm. To be fair, I've not seen the second movie, and a lot of people so long who weren't. <laughs> keen to see the second movie went in and watched it and came out saying it was actually better than it's, i thought yeah it still made like 12 billion dollars exactly. i haven't spoken to someone i haven't spoken to anyone who enjoyed it right which okay. is really my weird my boyfriend really enjoyed it really? okay yeah. Yeah. I'm like, there's one then but yeah he's i was like so oh bored. we should watch it and i'm like yeah so you know i'm very much <laughs> i'm so i'm much. in the mindset of like people before they go in to see avatar 2 where i'm like avatar really and then yeah. apparently some people come out saying oh it's actually all right yeah, yeah. um mm. so i don't know but then uh yeah again i don't want to go too specific on games because some of my the ones i brought along are ubisoft ones but yeah overall i thought it was fairly impressive yeah. and uh prince of persia kind of surprised me that like we we kind of got as much of an in-depth um, kind of showcase of that as we did, mm -hmm. and the guy seemed very keen. I thought he was quite endearing. Like he was, he was, he just yeah, loved his game. Yeah, he did mm. love his game. Yeah. They all did. I've got a real like vintage vibe from Ubisoft. Yeah. Like it felt like an E3 conference, like that we've seen. Mm. You know, the cringy ones where they come out and they talk about their games, it, and they all the devs really cared, and it was really nice. I, I mean, it reminded me of like the Rayman kind of yeah, love for yeah. Ubisoft. There was one guy who came out, and I can't remember what game he was talking about, but he had such a Thick French accent. Yes. But yeah. I couldn't understand what he was saying. He was uh, <laughs> talking about the crew. Yeah, the crew. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's all right, because I didn't really care about that. But he was, I was like, I love this guy. He's trying his best. I also thought that it felt like a throwback, but I, I in a negative way, unfortunately. Oh, you like it. There was like, I just thought it was really uncomfortable seeing these developers up on stage who clearly most of them weren't very comfortable being there. Right. Mm. And it kept cutting to like stuff that they had on their screens where 
in like a digital version. Why wasn't this pre-recorded? I don't I don't really understand. I why think it was pre-recorded. I don't think it was live. Well, it was in like, but, but they were in front of an stage. audience. Oh, like, yeah. why did that... why didn't they just record voiceover for those bits? Because a lot of them were voiceover yeah. anyway. They were saying stuff and then pausing awkwardly and so waiting silence. for applause. And, and the camera wouldn't necessarily cut to the screen, so it would just show them standing with waiting, a screen behind yeah. them. The just sort of watching it. Just the general production was like kind of a bit weird. Like the the just dance dance at the start. Oh, yeah, I feel right. really sorry for those dancers because it it was shot horribly. Like yeah. they were doing their best. And lit and it, horribly as well. It was just it just looked like they were on a stage, like yeah. at yeah. a school or something. It was there, there was something really bizarre about it. I think it had it was a good showcase in general. But I do feel like a lot was lost by not just getting the, those developers in front of a green screen and into a voice studio well, to I just talk about the it. The first for Avatar, like they they had to just put her voice over the top of the like the gameplay. And it was only later on when they started cutting back and forth to like the guy speaking over the top and then cutting to like shots of the audience randomly. I don't know what that like vision mixer was doing on that show, but he was like just cutting all over all the place. All the audience cameras were kind of out of focus as well. Yeah. Or heavily zoomed in. On or you couldn't see because it was so dark. Yeah. So like the ISO very was all the way up. So I agree the production wasn't very good, but I did actually find it quite endearing to Me see. Too. I think particularly Prince of Persia, whatever that guy's name was, like seeing people on stage talking quite passionately about the game they've been working on for a few years. And mm -hmm. uh, visually Prince of Persia, there was something about it that reminded me of it was very Ubisoft in the sort of the, the better sense rather right. than I said this while I was live. I was like, rather than Ubi worlds, as we call them, where you have a drone and you have towers that you have to climb in every game that they release. It was more kind of the the Rayman, the Rabbids kind of like, mm -hmm. yeah, here we are. We do. We have character here. Well, don't um, get too sad about the not being that stuff, because it looks like in Avatar, you can go and uh What's the word? You can help a base out. Yeah. And liberate a base. Liberate a base and yeah. fly around. Yeah, there were still plenty of Ubi worlds as well, but <laughs> yeah. it was nice to see some of this kind of more characterful, more vintagey Ubisoft mm. stuff there, I thought. Yeah. Overall, though, I thought the last week was pretty good. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I was more invigorated by the weekend of stuff than I was Summer Game Fest and the week okay. before. Yeah, follow-up question then, Ashton. Yes. Do you... We, you recently said that you you don't like games anymore. Or yeah. You get the sense. I don't, don't feel like. like I feel like I was excited about stuff. Yeah. Now. yeah. So it's now you're in a different place. Yeah. Post SGF. Yeah. There was stuff that I was like, oh man, actually really excited for that to come out. Thanks, <laughs> the weekend of games that wasn't Summer Game Fest. I think <laughs> yeah. Summer Game Fest just put me in a bad mood because just nothing was in there that I really enjoyed. But... That's the thing. It was probably of the showcases I watched. I think the actual Summer Game Fest was. Maybe the one I was least uh, yeah. excited by, surprisingly. I think PlayStation Showcase was objectively the worst one of the yeah, bunch. Yeah, we're counting that as part. Um, definitely the most disappointing. But then Summer, Summer Game Fest, like you say, is the weakest of the ones that I think we saw in the last week. So, mm -hmm. yeah. There was some good stuff there. There was. And there was also a Capcom direct as well where they showed oh, yeah. a, a bit of... Uh, what was it called? Uh, Dragon's Dogma 2. Mm -hmm. I think they showed some gameplay there. And they yeah. also announced the the infinite delaying of one of the games that Paraxis they announced or something a couple like of years ago. I can't remember what it's called, but it was the weird one about the child floating with I an astronaut. I really liked in. it where they put, we're sorry, sad face on a piece of face. <laughs> so you can go watch that. All of these are on demand now on YouTube. We react to a, reacted to a lot of them so you can see our reactions on the VODs channel, mm. um, but we didn't react to all of them. Peter, yes. can you tell me, before we get into the, our actual proper you know, top five personal games. Yeah. Were there any that sort of stood out to you as like, hey, that looked pretty cool. I like the look of that. Uh, 
Well, they, they are in my top five, all the ones that... Okay, that... so you've got five games. Yes. Okay, Ashton, do you have any that, that stood out to you? Oh, you mean more than five? Yeah, like uh, okay, beyond got, your top five. I've got a couple. I've got Clockwork Revolution. I'm like, mm -hmm. I want to see more of that and work out what it is. Mm -hmm. It seems kind of intriguing. Um, I uh, want to know whether Plucky Squire was a devolver. It wasn't. Was it? No. I mean, it was a playstation wasn't mm. it mm. um so if we're counting that i mean that's something that we already know about and i'm looking forward to but to see that again and be reminded that that exists i was like oh yeah great plucky squire still mm. no release date for that though which is a shame yeah i, I kind yeah. of expected it to come out soon i mean i was thinking about that game when we were talking about the the sort of double a question earlier on i was like that's presumably not going to be a, a huge scale game so that is seemingly taking quite a while to come out but then mm. there are other games like that like little devil inside that you know, yeah where taking. is that yeah, Where so those game? are probably a, a couple that aren't in my actual top five there. Mm -hmm. um, I have got a game called Nivalis, which was renounced during PC gaming. We've seen it before. It's like a cyberpunk world where you own like a coffee shop or like a establishment and you have to kind of work your way up to kind of building a, a, a franchise. But it's like in first person. So you go and you like pour the coffee and stuff. But um, I really like the look of that when they announced it last year mm -hmm. uh, and they showed it off again this year. But we still haven't got a release date. It's still coming soon. So hopefully that'll be coming Sooner rather than later. Nice. Um, and also Still Wakes the Deep, um, which is the Chinese Room and mm, yeah, Secret Mode. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Game that's set on like an oil rig. Looks spooky, um, looks interesting. And the Chinese Room done some really good stuff. So I'm excited to see what that comes out like. Mm. But we didn't, we saw a bit of gameplay, um, but I would still like to see more. So, yes. Yeah. That's a very exciting one. Uh, Ruffy and the Riverside. Oh, yeah. Had a lovely art style. I think that was a future game show, that one. Uh, Lords of the Fallen looked surprisingly good, actually, considering the first one wasn't very good. Uh, Station to Station looks very nice. What did you call it? Voxel art? That's what they called it. Mm, that's it, yeah, because mm. I want to call it pixel art, but that's not what it is. Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage I've put down as one that looks looks pretty good. Remnant 2. Well, these are not in your top five. These are not in my top five. Oh. Remnant 2, Star Wars, <laughs> Outlaws, and Towerborn are just, just a few. There were more that I could have put down, but those weren't like I wanted to... There's there's a couple of big ones that I haven't included in my top five, and I just wanted to. Oh, I had loads that I, that I was really excited for, but I didn't write them down because I only wrote five down. Mirage is not in my top five actually, but does look does look good. Yeah, yeah. it does. Spoiler it, alert: it's, nice it's in my point. top five. Whoa, uh, Peter, was there anything that stuck out to you that was disappointing? Oh, uh, oh, hang on. No, well, maybe Avatar. I think didn't look as good as it yeah. should graphically, because um, although I am like not particularly interested in the franchise, I thought if they delivered. Uh, a trailer and some gameplay that looked like you know astonishingly good mm. then i definitely could have got excited for it but no i just thought at times it didn't look good i haven't really thought about others that uh were you know stuck out in a negative way but i'll i'll think on but ashton what about you the only like you say underwhelming game that was something that we knew about that i was kind of like ah oh, that doesn't quite meet expectations was avatar mm. but just purely because i thought some of the animations looked a bit awkward and and clunky and i just it didn't look as bright and there was that mist that like distance mist that we got a lot of in the gameplay i'm still excited to see how it plays and um i'll give it a go i thought it was interesting how much 
gunplay we saw yeah. from i mean in the story version like it makes sense that like you know how to use a gun you know how to use navi weapons as well but i just was a bit like oh it's a lot more gunplay than i was expecting mm-hmm. and it did feel a little bit like a reskinned far cry from what we yeah. saw but hopefully it won't be but uh that was the only one where i was a little bit like hmm but i don't think it's gonna get talked about as much i mean admittedly it was stuck in a showcase with a star wars game but i just don't think it's gonna quite it didn't quite like get the hype that I think it should have got. I know that the, as you said, Peter, the movie has just come out of the way of water. And so there is renewed interest in the, in the franchise, but I still think it's crazy that they're doing a game yeah. now. It seems yeah. like a waste of resources when yeah. they could be just doing something else. Yeah, they could have made anything else. Yeah, uh, I've got a couple of things noted down. One of them isn't even a game. Uh, it's the Twisted Metal TV show. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, was, yeah. That, was, that did not look good. I wasn't underwhelmed one. because I had no whelm to begin with. No, there was no whelm to yeah. give. Uh, and it's not really, again, it's sort of bending the rules here, but the, the fact that Skull and Bones is getting an open beta in August, right. how, how are we still... How are we still doing this with Skull and Bones? But they sung you a nice little song. Didn't yeah. you enjoy the I, little song? The song, the song was there. It sure was. And there was a man who was beatboxing and saying Skull and Bones. Yeah. And that was weird. Uh, but yeah, it's like just what is what are you doing? Well, what's happening there? It, it's funny you say Skull and Bones. I was trying to think of like anything else while Ash- Ashton was giving her answer. Mm. And I, again, it's not quite specifically a game that disappointed me but i was disappointed by the fact and moaned on twitter about it that before the event they had two people sitting on a sofa looking at clips of all the games that were going to be at the ubisoft showcase going oh look it's assassin's creed and then at at the end there was this like gold and black flag or material Mm -hmm. and they went wait what's that game and i assumed it was going to be some sort of new announcement like a new ip or something i was like oh, okay this is interesting we'll see what this is because yeah. like why would you go wait what's that game i think we talked about this did we talk about this we on talked s- about it some like at some point we right. on stream but maybe? we didn't talk about the after the fact right because i then, think i said is it could it be skull and Bones? well yeah, yeah and we've we since said. like seen that the they didn't like in the show we never specifically saw that clip of like the gold and black thing right but we saw a black flag with gold paint splashed on it in a skull and crossbones right but the thing that we saw in the trailer was like a it looked like a really modern material like something a a racing driver would wear or something it was Mm -hmm. like it had like gold leaf like on it in like little circles like a modern fabric so after the show i was like was was that it? Is that what that was? Because mm. it didn't look like someone had just painted gold onto a fabric. It would have made more sense if it was, it was like a, a shot of like Star Wars because no one knew anything about Star yeah. Wars. So to show like Skull and yeah, Bones. Yeah, they're going to what's like... that game when it's like yeah. a really close up of some Star Wars fabric mm. or something. But yeah, so that I found that disappointing because I just thought they were going to announce a new IP at the end and they didn't. Yeah. Is anyone excited for Skull and Bones? <laughs> Does, no. it, does anybody want to play like if, I'm, I'm it, intrigued by it in the sense of like it can't I didn't, be good right well this is the thing like I don't really enjoy Sea of Thieves and I feel like it's kind of a, a competitor of like do you want to be a pirate play this game but it's but like I do just, you want to be a pirate ship is what it is yeah, like that's if it true. involved some RPG like pirate on land gameplay as well i'd be mm. way more interested but does it not mm. do we do, do I we thought, know probably I just naval that, battles right. oh is it probably, oh i'm less well, interested now you might like wander into a port and like buy a new steering wheel for your ship but like i don't think it's got you know going off onto a tropical island and having a sword fight with a skeleton i don't think mm. that's going to be happening oh. they already did that didn't they there's assassin's creed 4 like well, yeah. they, they made this game 
broad, close to 10 years ago now. They made and, it because people liked the naval battles yeah. in that game. And, and so this is just a naval battle sim, I think. Bonkers. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about something a bit more positive. Peter, yes. what's your, what would you say your top five games are? Five, or just five games that you're very much looking forward to from the show? Okay, in sort of an order, but yeah. not quite. Um, at number five-ish, I, I would say um, Dragon's Dogma. Um, I played the first one. And that is the only reason why I'm excited for the sequel. I think mm -hmm. otherwise, if it had been presented to me as a new sort of JRPG fantasy game, I'd be like, okay, I mean, it's another one of those. They exist, Monster Hunter or whatever. Like, I wouldn't be as 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 keen on it, but it's mm -hmm. just a sequel to a game I enjoyed. So I'm intrigued. Yeah. Am I doing all my five or are we... Oh, uh, we could we could cycle between. Through. Yeah, let's cycle through. Ashton. Um, I really, really, really liked the look of Assassin's Creed Mirage. It reminded me so much of Assassin's Creed 3 yeah. and Brotherhood. I liked the way it played. I liked the, like, scaling all the city buildings. Um, I liked the new abilities they showed off. I liked the fact that the bird can get spotted now. So you have to, like, you can't just send your bird in and, you know, see what you've got. I really liked the way Assassin's Creed Mirage looked. And it made me excited for Assassin's Creed again, which, I mean, I fell off of Valhalla and I haven't ever gone back to finish it, but I'm really excited for Mirage. I think it looks great. And if it's smaller, like they say it is, um, then I'm I'm very much on board with it. Yeah. I thought it looked great. It made me really excited when I watched it. So that's probably one of my top five. Excellent. Uh, I'm a liar and I doubled up and I've also actually put Assassin's Creed Mirage. That's, uh, right. that's in my number five here. Yeah, much the same as you, Ashton. I did finish Valhalla, but I'm a little tired of the open world bloat of mm -hmm. Ubisoft games. The fact that they are actively pitching this as a, a more of a return to classic Assassin's Creed mm. sounds great. I'm, I'm, I'm all on board with that. Don't know if I'll get it at launch or play it at launch, but it's certainly, it's a welcome, welcome change as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Peter. I feel like I say this a lot nowadays, but like I, I need to see more and I'm it's got my attention, but I'm not decided yet. But I do like the sound of and, and look of instinction. Um I thought so I, I watched the you know, they they put the trailer online so that you can actually see the full thing. <laughs> um, and not much was missed off other than the logo. I thought the one weird thing was like the final shot is just this really, really, really long lingering zoom on like a sort of Brachiosaurus or something. Mm. And then at the last minute, it like moves its neck out so that you can see its face and then it goes, Duh -duh, and then that's like it. <laughs> and I think what they designed it to be is that like you think it's a tree and then at the last second, it's revealed to be like a long neck dinosaur. But clearly it's a dinosaur. But it's just clearly a dinosaur <laughs> all the way through this really long shot. So it has a really strange ending shot. But yeah, I've talked for a long time about how I'd love to have uh, like a dinosaur survival shooter game mm -hmm. um, that's not Ark. And uh, it appears to be happening. I'd like Capcom to do Dino Crisis, definitely, because they're really good at doing these remakes now. But Instinction looks really good, I think. You've got to go through Exoprimal first. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, looks like no one bought Exoprimal, so people don't people want don't a like dinosaur, dinosaur game. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not going to do Dino Crisis. Mm. Um, I really like the look of Clockwork Revolution. I'm a big fan of Bioshock, and it had very similar, like, dishonored vibes. And says you've got, like, the power in your left hand and a gun in your right hand. And I love a, as Peter put, clock punk style yeah. world. Um, I thought it looked great, and I'm excited for more of that kind of genre of game. So that's definitely on my list. I had that in my list and then it got shunted out. But yeah, mm. it just looked really good. 
Starfield is in my top five at number four. Uh, I was very impressed by the showcase. I was already intending to play the game regardless when it came out. Uh, but now I'm actually kind of excited to do it. Don't know if I'm going to go to every single planet in the known universe, but I will go and see my grandma mm -hmm. and I will hopefully go and get up some shenanigans, maybe hear some of those dreadful space intercourse lines that we heard yes. about the other week. Um, yeah, on the I'm, sexy planet. On the sexy planet, yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. I hope there's a little more customization in terms of like how you look and how you dress because it's an awful lot of just sort of spacesuits mm. which i understand is realistic but i, I kind of want to get a bit silly i want it. a pink yeah. spacesuit please yeah, i kind of want to get a bit crazy with it it all yeah. looks a bit sort of if you can make your spaceship look like optimus prime i think you should be allowed to make your spaceship look like pink even though you can make your spaceship look like optimus prime though there was a real sense of everything is gray and white mm. and yeah and i would quite like to be I'd like it to have a bit more color to it than that because i feel like that that was one of the real strengths of the outer world um Outer Worlds. Uh, I like that. Anyway, yeah, that was another one we didn't see. The Outer Worlds 2. That was also yeah. from Xbox's showcase. Peter? Uh, weirdly, at number three, for a relatively small game, um, I was really intrigued by Jusant. Jusant? Jusant? The climbing game. Yeah, oh, I've got that yeah, on my uh -huh. list yeah, as well. Yeah, I thought, like, visually very appealing. It looked sort of quite zen. Um, it looked like there was that much focus on the climbing that it's almost going to be like essentially a puzzle game, but in terms of how you clamber up a certain yeah. uh, place. So, yeah, I think that just looked really nice and um, took me by surprise, really. So it's definitely in terms of the, the, the size of games, it's definitely the one that intrigued me the most of the kind of smaller non triple A's because my last two are kind of much bigger boys. Mm. Um, so that was the best small fish in a big pond that I was intrigued by. I was had just Ant on my top five, but I have also realized that I said too many things when I said, oh, these aren't my top five. Um, but so I've talked about Still Wakes the Deep, which probably is in my top five. But there was also South of Midnight that was announced at the Xbox showcase. Mm. But I don't want to get excited about it because we only saw a CG trailer. I like the style of the CG. I like the way it was a little bit like stop motion-y. Mm. Um, and I like the style of it. The character looked like a mix between a whole bunch of of female protagonists that we've seen before. Um, but I'm interested in that game and I'm excited to see more about it, which we probably won't hear about for a long time. Yeah. But I'm excited when we do. So, yeah. And also like Just Down, I thought it looked really fun, really cute. Excellent. Uh, Persona 3 Reload, which was leaked by Atlas uh, a, a, a few days before it was meant to be announced at the Xbox showcase. But the trailer was identical so i'd already seen it however it was pretty exciting it's a remake of persona 3 it looks a lot like persona 5 in terms of how it's presented which would make sense uh my one hang up or my a couple of hang-ups i suppose is that i've literally just i feel like i've spent two months playing persona 3 this year and I am I have no interest to return to it anytime soon. I know it said that it's not coming out until next year. Uh, so maybe by then I'll be interested. And you can clip this out and show it to me when I get really excited when it comes mm -hmm. out and uh, tell me what an idiot I am. Isn't there a bit of backlash about that? Because it's not doesn't involve any of the additional content. It's just well, the that base was my game. second hang up. Yeah. So they've they've said that it's not going to include any of the additions in FES or um, Persona 3 Portable, which I spoke about at the time when I was playing uh, Persona 3 Portable's re-release on, on PS4 that it was a shame because Persona 3 Portable introduced another character and some new mechanics and FES was like 
an enhanced version of the original PS2, Persona 3, and it's a shame that the version that they decided to release the remaster of was a portable game that doesn't quite look or play the same as the proper PS2 one, but does have some features. How good would it be to combine, you know, mm-hmm. the features of both of those mm-hmm. to create the best of both worlds? Mm-hmm. But they haven't seemingly done that, or they have not necessarily... I don't know if they've clarified that you can't have a female protagonist in Persona 3 uh, rebirth, uh, Reload. Um, rebirth. Rebirth is the Final Fantasy one. Mm. Uh, Persona 3 Reload. But that I feel like that would be a real shame if they didn't do that. But obviously they're going to be making loads of changes anyway, as it mm. is a proper remake. So there we are. That's mine. My number two, I mean, to go back to disappointment, um, the one thing that uh, I would have liked to see that we didn't see was gameplay of Fable. Mm. Um, it would have been nice to actually get, because we've already seen a reveal trailer, like a CG thing with the fairy flying around. But that aside, I was still really intrigued by Fable. I really like the look of it. I love the kind of the the very British style to it. It's just, it's it's what, the, I think they've kind of like taken the essence of what made Fable good mm. and seemingly got rid of some of the bloat that it had kind of gained over the years. It appears to be, I think they have said, haven't they, at some point that it's kind of a reboot. Yeah. It's not really like the original Fable. I don't think there were ever giants, for example, in the original Fable series from what I can remember. So I think they they have said like, you know, it's still a British hero in a kind of a fairy tale world, but maybe they've taken inspiration from other aspects of fairy tales now so that you do have a giant Richard Ayoade or, you know, something else. Mm. Um there were some like little Easter eggs in there for Fable fans, like quite sort of famously you could kick chickens. And in the first game, you could even choose your name to be Chicken Chaser. So there were these like predefined names that you could take like titles because mm. they needed to record dialogue of people saying your name. So like you could only pick from a certain one. And one of them was Chicken Chaser that you would get. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it kind of, it looks like, as I say, the best bits of Fable. Um, but it remains to be seen whether it's actually going to be as good as a very nice CG trailer can sort of portray. So, um, yeah, that's my number two. Um, I haven't done them in order, but this is my last one now. Um, <laughs> I really like the look of Star Wars Outlaws. I think it looks great and I'm really excited to see more. I think the character looks cool. Your little mate looks cute. Um I don't really understand why they keep saying it's the first ever open world Star Wars game. Doesn't feel correct. I feel like there has been some before, but I guess it's just Ubisoft saying things. Um, And yeah, I just, I'm really excited for that game. It's something a bit different. I hope she doesn't turn into a Jedi, but I do like lightsabers. So if she does, I actually think I'd be fine with it because I quite like lightsabers. Um, But I I don't want to go to Tatooine. Do not take me to Tatooine. They've already said we're going to Tatooine. I don't want to go there. I've been there so much in other stuff. I don't want to go to Tatooine. I wish Tatooine was blown up. I don't want to play in Tatooine anymore. Um, So please don't take me there for long. But I'm excited to explore a different side of Star Wars in uh, the world. I hope she's going to be like, I was just looking after myself and now I'm going to fight the Empire. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm excited. I think it looks great. Real family was the friend she made a lot. Yeah, of exactly. That, that and the sexy, sexy droid. 
that people are, that yeah, people, people are, are simping over. Oh, God's it's because he's wearing a trench coat and his body looks like he's got a six pack. Well, just, it's, just it's not even leave a new it model of droid. They've existed for ages in like the Clone Wars and stuff. <laughs> but just because he's got a jacket on now, people are yeah. going mad for a it. A sexy, sexy trench coat what on a, that sexy, sexy droid. What a disaster. I'd like to let everyone know that I do not think the droid is sexy. Do you think the droid's sexy, Ben? Slay, right? <laughs> Um, number two for me is Lies of P, mm -hmm. uh, which I have been increasingly impressed with. And I'm now worried that I'm sort of putting it in a place where when it comes out, I'm going to hate it mm -hmm. uh, because that is the nature of human existence and hype. But <laughs> I have really enjoyed the demo and I liked the trailer they showed. It was a little bit quippy. There, you, I, Again, I'm not really sure why they have to stick to the Pinocchio story Quite you don't as, like Jiminy Cricket? Not a huge fan of Jiminy Cricket. No, he was a, a bit of, whoa, buddy, careful there. And I, I don't need that. Mm -hmm. um, I would be quite happy if it was inspired by Pinocchio and didn't feature Jiminy Cricket at or all. Or he was some big, horrible monster. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just like, I, I, that was, yeah. I, I like the idea, the sort of uh, clock punk world uh, <laughs> that it takes place in. But it's, yeah, I, I am... I'm optimistic for this game being good. So mm. looking forward to it. My number one is Star Wars Outlaws. Um, I really, really, really hope you don't become a Jedi. I also quite strongly hope that you don't even join the rebellion and become a good person. Like I, there's enough of that already in Star Wars, in games and films and TV shows. And I would much prefer that you just spend your life as a scoundrel. All right, maybe a, a sort of kind-hearted you know, nice scoundrel who perhaps still does good things at the end. Um, but you don't need to get involved in like the galactic war uh, or any of that. Um, I also don't mind going to Tatooine because I think in modern Star Wars games, we've not actually been to Tatooine that much. I know we've seen a lot of Tatooine in the TV shows recently. Um, but uh, yeah, I would happily go because seemingly... You know, you're going to be doing jobs for um, crime bosses and stuff. Mm. It's set between the fourth and uh, the fifth and sixth films. And one thing I've always liked, a setting I've always liked in Star Wars, perhaps my favorite, is Jabba the Hutt's palace. But Jabba the Hutt's palace, while he is still there and it's full of like all the weird like barflies and like scum scum boys. Didn't we see that Han Solo is in carbonite yeah. in one of the trailers? So it's between the films, so yeah. he's in carbonite. But um, I was disappointed when Jabba's palace came back in the book of Boba Fett and it was just empty and no one was in it. And it was just Boba sat on a chair the whole time. So that's something that really excites me is that perhaps fingers crossed, I will be able to wander into that palace, be surrounded by like horrible criminal boys and speak to Jabba the Hutt and like do, do some quests for him. That's the only reason as well I would like a Solo 2 movie because that mm. was what they set up at the end of the first film. So, yeah, we might see some of those characters. Yeah, maybe so. So that's what excites me the most is just, just doing jobs for crime lords, um, visiting planets like Tatooine and many others. Unfortunately, it looks like a couple of the ones from The Last Jedi are in there as well and uh, The Rise of Skywalker, but never mind. That casino <laughs> planet, I think, is in there. Yeah, um, let's yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, but never mind. So yeah, I'm really excited by that. I think the gameplay looks, look, gameplay looks great. And uh, I think it sort of is the, from what I can think of, it is the first open world game outside of, if you can call Lego Star Wars an open mm. world game, which it kind of was in a sense. But 
Um, yeah, I can't really think of another. Is that not what Jedi Survivor is? I would have said it was, but I suppose it doesn't have side quests and different branching paths yeah, that I guess way. it's open world. I would it? have said it was an open world game. I, mean, I don't know what the, what the kind of level exploration becomes once I get beyond where I am in the game. Like, can you really just wander across a map in any direction? Well, or... on Kobo, like, it's, obviously it's you unlock big. stuff, but right. there's quite a big map. Well, yeah, maybe in that sense it is. It, I think maybe but just I because it's, maybe... A, it's loads of different genres yeah. altogether, isn't it? Um, but I would I would certainly classify it as one. I would have said that too. There we are. We'll also, see. why are there no men in Star Wars anymore? <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Yeah. What a, what a, what a, what a loser. Um, <laughs> I also am really excited for the cyberpunk DLC, Phantom Liberty. Um, they've basically like overhauled so much of the game. They're changing a big chunk of the way it plays. And then they're overhauling the skill trees and that kind of thing. Um, so I'm excited. I'm probably going to go back and give cyberpunk another go when the DLC comes out. I might not play the whole game again. I might just jump straight into the DLC. But Go find Pan Am. Go find Pan Am get upset she can't kiss me uh and i just i think it looks great i'm excited to play more cyberpunk and it feels like from what they've said that the way that this is going to change the game the big update is what they intended the game to be like on release it feels like this is kind of like their ultimate version of cyberpunk in the sense of everything that they've overhauled and changed um and everyone who's given it a go or has had these new changes online seems to really really rate it and think it adds a whole new dynamic to the game so i'm excited for that to come out at mm. some point i can't remember when so that's it's that's great news but isn't it also sort of crazy that we're three years after when yeah, it came out and, and now they're at the point where we're like okay this is what we wanted to make yeah. yeah and that will be celebrated because they actually did work very hard to rectify it yeah. but also it's like really wow. just what were you trying to get away with yeah. in the first place? Yeah. Bonkers. My number one is, of course, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth mm. because uh, I need it right now. And I uh, love that game so very much. Crisis mm. Core really reinvigorated uh, my love for that series. If you can count one game as a series of many games, but I suppose you can now. Uh, and I, my love for that series was already pretty flipping high. And uh, getting to experience Crisis Core just sort of gave me another angle to appreciate it from part of me hopes that they remake slash remaster uh dirge of cerberus i think is what it's called and uh maybe any other weird spin-offs that final fantasy 7 has had over the years so we can explore some of the extra story there but until then it sounds like we'll hopefully be getting this beginning of next year but i do not hold out any hope of that it's probably going to be delayed and delayed, and delayed it's only early 2024 so i've got like a few months of leeway either side of that yeah it could be right at the end of early or it could be mid or late 2024 who yeah. knows but that's what i'm most excited about on the whole though sgf week Good fun. Yeah. Mm. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I have. I've missed I've missed having something that looks like E3. And yeah. and Jeffrey's actually sort of managed to pull it off, even if his own showcase wasn't the best. Mm. Wasn't the best. But what do you guys think on the whole? Closing yeah. remarks. I think overall it was pretty good. I think um it, as I said earlier, I think one of the the less exciting uh shows for me was the actual Summer Game Fest event. But um yeah, from from what the others brought along, I'm pretty pleased coming out of it. I've definitely got more than five games I'm excited about. Yeah, I feel the same. I feel like for next year, Jeffrey, you should probably look at what everyone else is doing and try and do that a bit more because mm. it felt every other showcase felt a lot more 
genuine and exciting than I think the Summer Game Fest show did. So I'd like to see Summer Game Fest try and stray a little bit further away from just pay to be there and we'll talk about your game. Yeah. And a bit more like this is exciting and new and it's something for everyone. Mm. So, but I really enjoyed the latter half of the week. I think that they've, that everyone did a really good job. Sony Congrats, to up their game they year. do 100%. Sony probably won't be a part of it again no. next year. They, it just it was just happenstance that it happened to be but, before. I mean, you know, whatever they're going to do as their it own needs to be better. to it needs to be better. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Needs well, to they be absolutely better. did their showcase a few weeks ago to avoid the overlap of Summer Game Fest slash E3 week, but mm. got immediately blown out of the water as soon as the sum, everything else started because yeah. their showcase was so weak. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, had a great time and uh, looking forward to seeing how it evolves next year. Part of me agrees, well, a big part of me agrees with you, Ashton, that Jeffrey needs to perhaps slightly change how he does his own showcase. Mm -hmm. But another part of me kind of enjoys it because we react to it every year and it's always a case of, right, what absolute nonsense filler is going <laughs> to... Yeah. Oh, there's a Porsche Xbox. Goody. Huh? Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, here's Nick Cage. All yeah. right, that's weird um so i i do kind of look forward to that it's not quite cringe it's it's always sort of what 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 money has jeffrey accepted who's this paid year? jeff to be and that's his always show. quite exciting like what weird honky star rail kind of game <laughs> are we going to see this time uh that none of us will ever play or hear about ever again mm -hmm. Uh, what did you think of Summer Game Fest as a whole this year? Let us know in the comments below and on various platforms around the internet. Peter is going to tell you about them, right? Meow. Meow. YouTube.com and Twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump. It's where our videos and live streams happen when we are streaming on Twitch and occasionally on YouTube, but mostly Twitch. We are modded by Lord Rotovich, Trialing Badger and Mr. Black. Um, if you've got Amazon Prime, part of the bundle that you are paying for already includes a Twitch sub. So if you've not spent that on anyone yet or redeemed it, then redeem it on us, perhaps. Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump for our social media presences for video and live stream announcements, legacy video content, bits of weird news, highlights of the week from Twitch, loads of things put there by Fraser and by us as well. And uh, Ashton is also putting things on TikTok.com forward slash at Team Triple Jump. It's TikToks. That's what she's putting on there. Talks. Ticks and talks. Mm. What's the latest talk, Ashton? Uh, to be fair, I've not done one this week, but the latest talk was uh, about Minecraft. Oh. About Minecraft. There you go. Uh, and finally, from me, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. There are loads of different tiers there. Uh, some of them are podcast related rewards. There are others as well that sort of, sort of relate to our content. Weirdest games ever, worst games ever. Lots of things. So look at the tiers and see if one takes your fancy. Mm. We've got a website, it's triplejuu.mp, spells jump, it's very clever. And when you're on Discord, go triplej.mup forward slash Discord, chat with our wonderful community. When we're over there, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollow Eyes. And if you do something, let me all do it, all right? Um, if you want to listen to the podcast in its audio form, why not go to triplejeff.mup forward slash podcast. To catch up on any of our live stream VODs, go to triplejeff.mup forward slash VODs. And to check out, any, to check out to get any of us or James Jenkins to do a cameo for you, why not go to triplejeff.mup forward slash cameo and to buy some sick and cool merch like that hoodie that Pete has got on or that t-shirt, why not go to triplejumpshop.com and make sure you're following at triplejumpshop on Twitter. My brain is shutting down.
Okay, it's lunchtime, don't worry. Why not follow Peter Austin and Ashton Matthews on Instagram and Twitter at thatpeterostin and at scrambledashton and myself just on Twitter at confused underscore dude. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Thursday being the joint stream. Plays it. On Twitch. They're all on Twitch. Uh, Worst Games is fortnightly, Friday for patrons of a certain tier, Sunday for everyone else. Weirdest Games is monthly, a week early for patrons. The After Dark podcast is fortnightly on Monday for patrons. The podcast is every Saturday. We do shows all the bloody time. Come check them out. Why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms, and it would really help us out. Go on, do it now. It's free. Go on, go on, go on, go on. Yeah, now, go on. now, do it now. Uh, what's going on, Ashton? What's it's happening? the weirdest games ever week. This week, it comes out on Sunday for everyone. If you're a patron, it's already on the Patreon page, so check that out. Uh, it's a pretty good one. Pretty weird one. Yeah. Very weird. Very weird. I would say it. we did, every one of us. Mm. Also, you can check out all of our live stream VODs from all of the live reactions this week on the VODs channel. And um, if you want to watch, make sure you watch the show side by side with us. So when we're not speaking, it fills the silence because um, mm. we're listening. Mm. Yeah, we are listening during that. And your video? Yeah, the McDonald's 23 Game Boy Color game. Uh, that video should be out now. Go and check it out if you want to see this weird curiosity that McDonald's has dropped. A Game Boy Color game in 2023. Are you joking? What? What? Uh, additionally, it's the final week of applying for the freelance writing job. Mm. Go and apply now. I believe it closes later in the week. I'll be looking through some of the applications on Friday, next Friday. Uh, so go. Go, go apply now if you want a chance to work with us. Thank you very much to everybody who has already applied. Yes. Ashton, just enough time to talk about this week's sponsor again, please. Yes, in honor of Pride Month and the release of Layers of Fear, they have got the rainbow-themed spin-off, Layers of Queer. Great. Slay. Yeah. Brilliant. Thanks so much for listening slash watching, everybody. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.